0: Show. We'll the podcast we'll
1: Good and welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. This is your host today, Super Vegan Brian, and I am hosting today. I have taken the reins, I have taken the saddle away from Mike, who is here. Hi,
0: Mike. Uh, hello, everybody. Special, Mike.
1: (laughs) If you're wondering why I'm hosting, we are doing a very special topic on professional wrestling, which I absolutely know nothing about. So I'm going to be in the reins of asking the questions to make it a little bit more organic. We're actually missing a host this morning. Hindu Anthony is not here this morning, but he arranged to have a very special guest host. Please, a big welcome to Anthony's wife, Kat. Yay, Hi,
2: yay, yay. Hi, guys.
1: Kat, can you give a little quick introduction to yourself?
2: I'm Kat. I'm Anthony's wife and mother of his kids, <laughs> and he drives me crazy.
1: <laughs> I and don't know what does else does you want me to do. <laughs> and he does that for us all, too. <laughs> yes. He has all touched us with his annoyance. Now, we have brought Kat here because we have a very special topic. We're going to be talking about professional wrestling. But first we have to play our very special game that we play every week for the listeners who are checking us out for the first time we play what's nerdy with you where we go around our round table of hosts and ask all of us what is the nerdiest thing we did this week and at the end we all vote and decide who won so kat you are our guest what is the nerdiest thing you did this week
2: played video games
1: That is a very nerdy thing. (laughs) What game did you play?
2: It's actually a toss-up. I played between Sims 4 and WWE TK17.
1: So to judge how nerdy this was, when you play Sims, do you make the characters look like people you know? Yes. Who?
2: Mainly family members, friends. Sometimes I do it based on someone that I'm writing about in a story. So it really depends because I get very bored very easily and have multiple towns in my Sims.
1: So do you have a Sim for Anthony? Yes. Is it possible for you to send us a screenshot of that? Because we would very much like to see that. Oh, yes.
2: I will try and do that.
0: (laughs) That'll be great. Michael, what is nerdy with you this week? I actually sat down on, I actually did what I said I was going to do on Monday and I sat down and I with, uh, Several friends, and we we rolled up Pathfinder characters. It was supposed to be me and one friend, and then we found out his father-in-law, who also has played D&D, and Pathfinder wa- had the day off. Then he didn't know about it. And we're like, oh, we're over here doing this thing. You want to come over and, and join us? And he goes, oh, yeah, I'll be right over. And he comes over with like six books, a character sheet, chronicles and everything. And we all spent a good six, six and a half hours uh, just fiddling with characters. Wow. The, what's really nerdy is I knew it I knew uh, between I was stuck between two classes. And if I wanted to make my character a guy or a girl and my friend had no idea of what race he wanted or if he wanted a guy or girl. So we decided to turn those into dice rolls. So for you know we took the in the seven basic uh, races and we put them on a on a d8. Humans got uh, two different got two numbers and then oh we took a d6 and uh, odds for males, evens for females. So you 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 just like randomly generated everything
1: and made a whole bunch of characters.
0: Yeah. So we made he Ooh. made a, a female dwarf ranger. I made a female human samurai.
1: Very cool. Now that you guys have done yours, let's let's get the winners results for this week. <laughs> Brian, what's yours? <laughs> I went to our audio technician and musician um, that has graciously created audio for our podcast, Daniel Cross's band practice this week. Um to check it out. Ooh. He's been trying to get me down there for a while. That is not the nerdy thing. The nerdy thing is their drummer, Fred was asking me questions about the podcast, and we were yeah. at his house, and he go, and I told him we do this thing where we do the nerdiest thing each week. and he goes, "Do you want to win this week? Because I got something pretty nerdy. And I was like, well, what do you got? He goes, let me take you to it. And we go down to his garage. And I'm like trying to think in my head, what could he possibly have? And I go, what do you have like a pinball machine in there or something? And he opens the door and he goes, no, try six pinball machines.
2: (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Shit.
1: Sounds like my
2: uncle's house.
1: He had the most awesome game room. (laughs) He got six pinball machines, um, one of those basketball arcade machines, a um, ping pong table and a dartboard, automatic dartboard. Um, We played... my favorite game and I can't remember the exact name of it. it. it's designed to be like an old-timey 19th century pub with like a boxing gym. Nice. And oh the, you, the strength tester? No, it's a pinball game and huh. you have like you have to like hit the ball onto a heavy bag and if you hit it enough times it turns around and there's like this animatronic wrestler and then you have to hit him. And all the characters are like racial stereotype. That is amazing. There's there's a part where the ball gets locked up into the corner of the board. There's a little metal thing, like a metal loop that loops around like a jump rope. And you have to hit the flipper to make the ball shoot up into the air to jump over it. (laughs) and you do jump rope if you miss one and knocks the ball off my my favorite one was probably the fishing game that was the easiest one but also like it the, the rules were complex enough but the we played demolition man um the boxing game and uh this fishing game i'm sorry for the pinball enthusiasts out there i don't remember the exact names of the games but
0: i killed my question i was going to ask you which pinballs were they
1: yeah but in the there was a soccer one uh he had the term he had um the only one he didn't have work was a terminator 2 game Ah. he said he needs to get it fixed but i think it was terminator 2 demolition man a soccer game A game we didn't play, so I wasn't paying attention to it. The boxing game and fishing. The fishing was pretty cool. It had like a a model of a reel that the balls got locked into. And when you locked enough, it did multi-ball.
0: Multi-ball, multi-ball!
1: Our host knew a lot more about pinball than I did. And I mean, he, I guess in my experience with pinball... I never, I just played pinball. I never realized that there were strategies and like terminology and stuff. And I got exposed to a lot of that. So it, it was really nerdy to like, and I played two player pinball, which I didn't know was a thing. That's a thing? Yeah. But I guess all of them have it. Like he'd be like your ball and then we'd switch back and forth. And Huh. But it was just, it was, it was sort of like a childhood dream come true to just have free play on six pinball
0: machines to just sit there and just keep playing over and over again oh my gosh yeah pinball is so fun and it's a a shame you hardly ever see the machines anymore
1: at um strategic con which is coming up in February in LA at the LAX Hilton they have a video game
0: tournament and one of the machines they have is a pinball machine changes every con oh my gosh I almost signed up for uh their volunteer for the headquarters because it gave you a free weekend pass and a shared room You're better off volunteering for Pathfinder. It's more fun. It's not as boring. I almost did because I was like, I, I want to go to this. It's in L.A. That's not too far. I'm sorry. It's not
2: that far uh, for me either. If
1: you want to go to Strategic Con, listeners, headquarters is a great thing to volunteer for. It's not <laughs> It's not boring. It's, it was boring for me, but it might be something that you would like to volunteer for to get access to the con. There are lots of great things you can volunteer to do at the con. Um, the but is was, the fast
0: hands down. The organizers of Chiji Connor listening to this podcast going like, Oh, he's so fricking ban. <laughs> I'm I'm sure the anybody connected to Strategicon listened to the podcast or Pathfinder people,
1: and they're probably just going, "Yeah, Pathfinders." <laughs> I know I am.
0: I love Pathfinder.
1: So voting time. I haven't
2: played in forever.
1: Voting time, Cat. Who do you vote for as the nerdiest thing this week?
2: I'm gonna have to go with you, Brian. That was pretty good.
1: And Michael, <laughs> you dude, you win, man. And I vote for myself because I am a terrible person. <laughs> You monster! Anthony is at the dentist this morning, so that's not a very nerdy thing. He's he's, he's making
2: prob- fun of you though because he's texting me.
0: <laughs> is he? He's probably <laughs> listening to our podcast at the dentist. That would be nerdy. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, when they gassed me, I could hear your guys' voices, and I was like, and I tried to talk, and I bit the dentist. I felt so bad, kind of maybe. This morning we're talking about professional wrestling. We have brought Cat on, not just because Anthony's
1: not here and he's asking his wife to sub for him, but. She is a expert on professional wrestling going way back. I had my doubts about how much of an expert she was because she's not she's a lot younger than me, but she knows more about the wrestling in my era than I do. So let's get started with a really important question, Kat. What is your history with professional wrestling? How did you discover it? How did you get into it?
2: I started watching it as a child because my parent, well, mainly my dad, my brother, and my grandmother on my dad's side always watched it. So it was like the thing to do.
0: Family tradition, kind of?
2: Yep. Well, that cool. I now pass on to Aiden.
0: Oh, I guarantee he's going to love it.
2: <laughs> he already does.
0: <laughs> Sweet. And what, uh, like, okay, so it's a family tradition, but what, like, what pulled you in? What made it really special for you outside of, you know, your family being like, this is what we watch?
2: Just seeing the storylines and seeing how much passion they have for it. I think the biggest thing for me was watching the era of, you know, the old cliche watching the era of Trish and Lita, you know, you get. You know, as a woman, it's like you were excited for the things that they did and the women that came with them and everything else. You got, you know, really excited to sit there and watch as a little girl. You're just like, hey, I want to do that. I want to be as tough as the guys.
1: Now, who who are those people you were talking about?
2: Lita and Trish are now so are two Hall of Famers that are two women that pretty much revolutionized the way. Women's wrestling was as did another woman who recently passed away last year, China. Yeah. You know,
1: See, I'm, I'm I'm coming from such an ignorant point of view because I didn't even know there were women in professional wrestling. Oh, there's yes. been
2: women in professional wrestling since the 20s.
1: <laughs> wow,
2: that's oh, amazing. Yeah. Two women by the lovely names of the fabulous Mula and Mei Young. They no. were two revolutionary women as well.
1: Now, professional wrestling's been around since the 20s?
2: Professional wrestling's been around a long time, yes.
1: Now, when we talk about professional wrestling, now, a lot of people say that's fake. What does that mean, that it's fake?
2: I hate the word fake. I really do. (laughs) Yeah,
0: because they can fake a chair to the face.
2: (laughs) One wrestler from recent time, um, Seth Rollins, recently said something, and I'll have to look it up, about... And he got asked the whole question of, what's your response to people saying it's fake? What it is, is like Michael said, you can't, you know, fake getting hit with a chair. You can't fake the bumps you have to take. So people, the fake, you know, yes, it's fake fighting, but it's not fake fighting. It's storylined. You have a good guy and a bad guy. It's pretty much sports meets entertainment. So
0: it, it staged would be a better word than fake. Exactly that would be a, that would be a more appropriate term for it cuz they they do staging they they have script lines but the a lot of the fighting isn't you know you know uh, they they come up with a lot of what they do on the spot there's there's minor choreo- choreography but Half the time they don't even realize who's going to win the match until they've still already started it. There's some matches that are predetermined because they, they want to see how the championships go. So
2: there's, there's some that get predetermined matches, especially with WWE. There's predetermined winners, but the way that the match goes has to literally go. Okay. This person's going to go over, but how are you going to get to that point is up to the two wrestlers to figure it out.
0: Yeah, they have they they have some freedom in what they're doing, so it, it's actually really beautiful. It, it's a lot of the storylines, especially now, even are getting really good. They mm-hmm. they're throwing a lot more into it. I think but a I, lot of that
2: also has to do with Triple H now and Stephanie starting to take over from Vince. Well,
0: yeah, they're 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 pretty much almost, almost completely handling the reins now for WWE. She's close
2: to taking pretty- over after I think after her book launches. I predict that Vince is going to announce his retirement.
1: I need a little bit more context here. And I think mm-hmm. our listeners who don't know anything about professional wrestling too, like who is Vince?
2: Vince is Vince McMahon. He's the owner of the company. He's actually the third generation owner of the company. The company started with his grandfather as a boxing company. And his who gave the company to his father, his father, Vince Senior, who turned it into the New York Territory. I'm going to go old school here into my into Brian's semi era in the early 80s, 70s, where there was territories. And the big territory was the New York Territory of WWF, which was Vince McMahon's territory, if you made it there at Madison Square Garden, a.k.a. the Garden, you made it anywhere.
1: Now you got New York, New York stuck in my head.
2: <laughs> but New York, New from- York, you
0: can watch your face. <laughs> all right, it was a
2: big thing up. then, but Vince eventually took the company from his father and from taking it from his father, he revolutionized it by taking over all the territories and made it one giant company. He went against what his father always viewed of don't take with territories. Well, he did. There's still wrestling around today, but that's that's why we now have the Indies. You have WWE, the big leagues, you have the Indies and then you have it's now called Impact Wrestling in the middle.
0: <laughs> huh. Yeah, you because know, like like ECW and all that, they all they used to just be natural contenders, and then eventually they were all just gobbled up.
2: They were all bought by Vince.
0: And it's really nice to see because there's some people in ECW and WCW and everything. Like they they all went through WWE at, at some point, and they became really good. Now that being said, you know, with everything, you know, basically becoming one big melting pot for wrestling in the big leagues. Out of all that, who would you say would be like, or at least a couple of who would be like some of your favorite wrestlers from all that?
2: From that time? Oh, jeez. Well, of course, lead and Trish. I also like Victoria from that era. Another one of my favorites, and it's gonna be um pretty interesting. I always loved Shane McMahon, Stephanie's brother, and Vince's son, because the one thing I I respected about him and loved about him was, you're the boss son. Don't have to get down and dirty and wrestle with these guys. And he'd do the craziest fucking shit.
0: He used to let Kurt Angle beat the fuck out of him.
2: Michael, you should have seen this last WrestleMania with Taker.
0: <laughs> I I still need to see this song all this <laughs> oh, because you were telling me a couple weeks ago that like you're like he got this happened to him and that and he was like he oh, was just man. in
2: the last pay-per-view he's still fu- he's nearly 50 and he's still wrestling he was, just, he was in the last event he was in summer he was in survivor series <laughs> holy crap how is he doing this <laughs> he gonna get how is this. triple h still doing it how is vince still doing it at 70 something
1: Yeah, I know. Holy (laughs) crap. They have to stay in really good shape and exercise makes you live longer, that's for sure. He's obviously not abusing his body.
2: Vince has appeared on the cover of Muscle & Fitness at 60 and most of his wrestlers go, this makes me want to go back in the gym and work out even more that my boss at 60 years old looks better than I do.
1: No, he doesn't smoke or anything like that, right? Is he, he a cigar person?
2: He's a very much a cigar person, but only at home. Yeah, it's like a, about that.
1: in moderation type of thing. Mm-hmm. My history with wrestling, I'm like, everything is like a foreign language talking about modern wrestling. But I watched wrestling when I was a child, a teeny tiny bit. But I got real into Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling, which was the Saturday morning show, and I had the toys. Rock and,
2: and Wrestling is hilarious. <laughs>
1: and we were talking about a little bit about that, and you were actually familiar with that show, and you're the first person in your generation I've talked to that knew about that show.
2: What it really helps with knowing that show is again knowing of um, having the WWE Network, and I'm gonna do the cheesy little plug for nine ninety nine. For ten dollars, you get everything of all their contents, all their pay-per-views for free. I'm sorry. In my opinion, if you're a wrestling fan, you're a freaking fool if you don't have the WWE Network. Okay,
1: so you saying that When we were talking like ages past, so when we first formed Nerd Podcast Radio, we talked about having this topic. And I've had my doubts ever since. I was like, how is this a nerdy topic? And you're talking about your knowledge of the history of the subject, that they have streaming services, and then the streaming services also have the cartoon on them. Yes. I absolutely need to apologize to all wrestling fans who consider themselves nerds professional wrestling is definitely a nerdy interest <laughs> and you you cat are a super nerd because it it's amazing how much there is just from our little chat before the show started your knowledge of wrestling is very impressive so Thank you well, very thank much. You. I got a question for you. So okay. in in your history with wrestling, not the history of wrestling, but in your history of r- watching wrestling, what is your favorite wrestling moment? And then we'll go around and, and see what other people's favorite moments are.
2: I'd have to say seeing, I actually have a tie one, is seeing Lita and Stephanie get the Raw main events for the WWF Women's Championship. One of the biggest things is you had, you know, Michael will probably know this part of the era. You had The Rock. You had mm-hmm. new WWE Hall of Famer for 2017, Kurt Angle, and oh, Triple H, H in, you know, there at ringside. And then you also had the Hardy Boys. But oh, I loved it. You, you should see them now. No, seriously, you should see Matt Hardy now. <laughs> it was literally are these guys going to take away this moment from the girls? They interacted throughout the entire match, but the entire match was those two. Of course, you know, the guys helped win because Stephanie's not an established wrestler because, you know, she's one of the bosses. She doesn't have to be an established wrestler. The second moment for me is, again, involving Lita would be the time that Lita and Tristratus got to main event Raw because there was nobody else on the outside. It was literally these two women showing, hey... We deserve the main event. We earn the main event. We are the main event. And no man could sit there and outdo them to earn that main event. And so they earned it. They took the ball and they ran with it and made an amazing, amazing match.
1: Now that is a moment. That is amazing. That is a cool moment.
2: And now you're seeing that now again.
1: Mine is a super epic classic moment. So, Michael, you go first because I want to share mine because it's like a big deal epic and hopefully you don't steal it.
0: <laughs> actually, for me, is actually some of their, the little scripted stuff because it, it was back during the Attitude. you know, when you had Kurt Angle and Stone Cold and all those guys. And I can't remember who did it to him, but it, it just it was one of those things that made me, you know, actually feel, feel for Kurt Angle is when, I think it was Stone Cold, they threw his medals off of his Olympic gold medals off a of bridge.
2: It wasn't. I don't think I think it was Stone Cold. I may be wrong. I'll have to look it up.
0: Yeah, I I, I, like part of me saying it was Stone Cold, but it might have been. I
2: think it was Eddie Guerrero.
0: It might have been Eddie Guerrero. It sounds like something Eddie Guerrero would do. Man, I just remember when they threw his medals over there, and like the, the genuine look of devastation, it actually made me feel for the guy a little bit, and it made like me root for him in matches a little bit. Oh man, that was like one of the best moments because it just showed like somebody fighting with their heart, and it was great. But I I, I go back, I like you know uh, just to mention a couple like the wrestlers that that I enjoyed was like like just to mention them real quick was like Hulk Hogan all the way back in the day. I, I loved him. I had his uh the little the pillow wrestlers they had. I had that uh, of him. He was my guy like but like guys like eddie guerrero and all that like i, I love the guys that had fun eddie uh, was awesome he was he was amazing i oh it was great before i get too deep into that we can we can talk more about like who we like and who we dislike more but brian first i gotta know your moment because you said it was pretty old school.
1: well it's um wrestlemania 3 holy crap
2: <laughs> <laughs> What a shocker!
1: <laughs> andre the giant versus hulk hogan Oh, dude. Where they actually brought Andre out of retirement because he retired due to back problems.
0: Yeah, he had terrible back
1: problems. Um, It was negotiated during the filming of The Princess Bride. Mm Mm-hmm. The match started with Hulk Hogan attempting to body slam Andre the Giant and failing, and almost losing the match. And Hulk Hogan has actually said in interviews that he didn't know if he was if if Andre was going to let him win. That was the script, but he didn't know it was going to happen. He he thought he might not.
2: Can I give yeah. you a little tidbit on that, though? Yeah, sure. That wasn't the very first time that moment. It wasn't the very first time that he body slammed Andre. He had done it before. And one other person had done it before. I can't remember who off the top of my head at this moment. But Andre Sather and flat out said, do it. And he goes, no, 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 no. And he goes, body slam me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, you
1: must do this. But that was like the thing that everybody went to school and talked about when I was a kid was Mm -hmm. Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. That was a big deal. It's a very big deal.
2: It's still a big deal now.
1: Can you watch it on the network?
2: Yes. You can watch every single WrestleMania, every single pay-per-view back since they started pay-per-views.
0: That is, oh.
1: I, I had stopped watching wrestling right around the time of when the Ultimate Warrior showed up. Because uh, I remembered my friends talking about the Ultimate Warrior and I had no clue who they were talking about. That was when I got out of wrestling. And I think that was right around when the cartoon ended. I think the cartoon kept me interested.
2: That was late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. God arrest rest Ultimate Warrior Soul.
1: I would have God been like between mm-hmm. 10 and 12. He was and a then, very
2: interesting character.
1: <laughs> and he was, then the he whole, was great. Then the whole WWE name change happened and I was really confused by that.
2: How they lost um, you, you, WWF. Um, that was
0: a zoo. It was a uh, wildlife. It was the World Wildlife Foundation. The reason, technically, WWF had the anagram first, uh, but the wild, uh, the World Wildlife Foundation actually had the uh, were publicly traded first, and that's what the copyright went off of.
1: My my last experience with wrestling was probably. Um I'm, I'm I was gonna guess maybe like ten years ago, eight years ago, something like that, I was at a friend's house and they had pay-per-view and it was exciting for me because it was a Hulk Hogan match. Like Hulk Hogan came back and did a match. When oh, did Hulk was...
2: Hogan come back to do Yeah, I
1: know, right? <laughs> um I don't remember who he went up against, but it was it was cool to watch this like old man handling himself just fine in the ring.
2: He even <laughs> fought Vince. <laughs> he,
1: yeah. Hulk Hogan looks like like in that match, he looks like a scary biker now.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, um, that's probably when he was Hollywood Hogan.
1: No, probably. no, he wasn't. He wasn't Hollywood Hogan. It was after that whole thing ended, because I remember oh. to ask about that. No, he um he had his mustache was real bushy and long, and he looked like he looked more like a biker. He didn't have the he didn't have to do it. He could have
2: been doing um, it could have been also around the time that he was doing the storyline with Vince and... Was doing the whole Mister America thing, trying to act like nobody knew that it was him under a mask. He
1: did no, he yeah. didn't. He he was actually him. He did a um he did the whole old school Hulkamania thing from when I was a kid that I really liked. Oh,
0: that was he, when he that was when he first went. That's when he went like right back to it.
1: Yeah, he like, came mm-hmm. out
0: with the he came out with the tank
1: top with the Hulkamania mm-hmm. on it. He ripped it off and he did the he did the um the Python
0: routine.
2: Oh, yeah, it definitely have to be right around that time with the feud with Vince then.
0: Yeah, because he he, like right before they ended that feud storyline, he went back to Hulkamania because he was basically like, got to give the people what they want.
2: Because Vince goes, I own Hulkamania and I will kill Hulkamania.
0: See, I (laughs) when I when Hulk Hogan
1: became a heel and he became like a bad guy, I was like, I don't know what I don't really I'm not into this. I I like I, I it ruined my memories
0: of Hulk when I was a kid.
2: It needed to be done, sadly, and I hope that one day they do this with John Cena. Yeah, I hope they turn
0: him, I hope to heal turn him.
2: It, it needs to be done. Yeah. As much as I get it, you want to do this for the kids, you know, you want this all-American good guy, for Cena to evolve and get people behind him now that were behind him years ago, you got to turn him heel.
0: So- he's, yeah, he's, he's got to have that darkness for a while. Yeah. So, we use the word
1: heal. Which heel means a villain?
2: Yes, babyface means a good guy.
1: I learned the term heel from the movie The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke.
2: That was a really good. Oh,
0: um, I love that movie. Now
1: movie. that was that was that was that wasn't like the big that wasn't like the the big deal televised professional wrestling. That was like Midwest popular. That, that was
2: territories. That was definitely all about the territories and um, somewhat some of the indies too. It like it intertwined the territories and the indies together with that movie.
1: So I, I did a little research and I looked into some of the terminology and some of the stuff. And I'm, I'm sure Kat's going to be familiar and you can comment all you want. But um, so professional wrestling came from carnival culture originally.
2: Yes, I do believe so.
1: And I'm going to mispronounce some of this stuff. So we talked about the whole fake staged idea. And the original carnival term is K-A-Y-F-A-B-E. And I was going to pronounce that kayfabe.
2: Yes, you are right. Don't kill (laughs) kayfabe. That's
1: the illusion that the characters and storylines are real.
2: Yes. And why a lot of people, some people, especially old school people like my parents and all that stuff. And, you know, people like The Undertaker believe in not breaking kayfabe you break kayfabe especially now with social media and all that other stuff Kayfabe's broken all the time all the time and back in the day that was something you didn't do like there's still one person to this day that will never break kayfabe and that is the undertaker no matter how many times they try and ask him to do an interview he will not do it
1: yeah the undertaker is like a method actor right he's like amazing
2: oh yeah he won't give up kayfabe for shit <laughs> well,
1: was <laughs> him being in that movie with hulk hogan sort of a break of kayfabe
2: a little bit
1: how they gave him the
0: high-pitched voice
2: <laughs> pretty much i think that's <laughs> that like, that movie. Yeah.
0: what was the name of that movie um urban commando i think it was or that was something a great weird. movie i think it was like uh, urban commando or something so a shoot is when a wrestler breaks kayfabe
2: yes A shoot is pretty much when a wrestler breaks kayfabe and pretty much lets you in to their life and their story and everything else.
1: So I got two shoots um, from history. I got the MSG incident. Where a group of a group of wrestlers whose characters were enemies but were friends in real life hugged each other goodbye in the ring because some of them were leaving to join another league.
2: (laughs) They were joining WCW that was um, it was Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Triple H, and I think Xbox was a part of it also and Kevin Nash and Scott Hall were leaving the WCW. And if I remember correctly, it was either Scott Hall and Shawn Michaels in the ca- in the cage match, and the rest came out. And now you see it now with Bullet Club. You got the Wolfpack symbol, which is also the Rock on sim- with somewhat of a Rock on symbol. The Two Sweet symbol. The person that got punished the most for that was Triple H because the fact that Shawn was your champ, the other guys were gone, the other guys were leaving, so. Who was the low man on the totem pole? Triple H. Who is now the high man on the totem pole? Triple H.
1: Yeah. The other one I got that was incredible. Cat, by the way. <laughs> you know so much stuff.
2: The I, I, I got, know that incident like in the back of my hand. I've watched the DVD. I've watched everything about it.
1: <laughs> now, now this one. This one sounds like you might know it. I I don't know. It sounds obscure to me, but I'm I'm not going to be surprised. Um, the Montreal screw job. Brett screwed um, Brett. Oh my god, you actually are familiar with this. So you tell us about
2: it then. What it was is, I've actually read Brett's book on it also. So yes, I do know the Montreal Screwjob. And I've heard uh, Triple H's side, I've heard Sean's side, I've heard Shane's side, I've heard everybody's side. What it was, was Vince couldn't pay (laughs) Brett the money that Brett wanted. So Brett decided to go to WCW because before WCW went down, the biggest reason why people went... Went to WCW was because you got a whole lot of Ted Turner money and you were promised the lavish contracts. Hard, Bret Hart's brother-in-law Jim the Well even talked about it on um, Chris Jericho's podcast. A lot of them going, "I'm going to plug Chris Jericho's podcast, Talk Is Jericho." He mixes wrestling and music all the time. They even talked. He even talked about it. Was he went to WCW and it literally was sit around do nothing. You get a million. You get a whole bunch of fucking money. That is the way that WCW ran their business and why they ran themselves to the ground. The whole point of the Montreal Screwjob was Brett did not want to drop the belt to Shawn Michaels because him and Shawn were in a huge fight, personally. The whole thing was Vince wanted him to drop the belt, but He's like, I will go to Monday Night Raw and I will drop the belt. And I was there and say, I'm gone. I'm done. Him and Vince had started a whole storyline where he actually exposed because for so many years leading into that attitude era and everything, Vince was just a commentator. Nobody really knew that Vince was the man behind the company. When they started doing the whole storyline between Sean and Brett, Brett kept getting in a fight with Vince and Brett exposed that Vince was actually the boss. And him and Vince started getting in arguments and everything else. Well, the whole thing was, during the match, of Survivor Series, the Montreal screw job, and they hadn't gone back to Canada until just recently for Survivor Series, Sean went to go do the sharpshooter on Brett. Brett was supposed to reverse it and get out of it. Instead, Vince had told Earl Hebner, ring the bell. Brett didn't tap anything. It literally was, sharpshooter put on, bell rang, Shawn Michaels is the winner. Bret Hart Yep. Bret Hart Saturn spit in Vince's face. Road in the air. WCW. Because the biggest thing is you had competition right then at that time between WCW and WWE and when it was WWF. Part of the reason why Vince was worried is because many years before they had the whole incident with Medusa, aka Lunder Blaze, taking the WWF Women's Championship from being let go by WWE. She stole the championship, went to WCW and threw it in the trash, which sparked. The Monday Night Wars.
0: Okay, I got you. So that's how that all started.
2: It all started by Medusa. Now, nice. some
0: people say
1: that that entire situation was a plan, was planned in the storyline. Do you believe that, or do you think it was an actual, an actual screw job?
2: It was an actual screw job because of the fact that, but. It made a great storyline because the fact that it pretty much made Vin- it leading into that made the Vince, Mc- the Mr. McMahon heel that, you know, today and the famous line the next night, Brett screwed Brett. So it was a screw bre- job Vince with a black eye because Brett beat the living shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: was, so it was a screw job that. Ended up helping the story. They, they, they integrated into the storyline. So yes, um, for the non-wrestler listeners, a screwdrop, and this is my, where I'm, I'm pulling from wrestling wikis, when a performer is double-crossed by either his opponent or the promoter he's working for, this refers to a legitimate double-cross, not one that happens when the context of um, kayfabe. Yes. So we got heel for villain and face or baby face for good guy. Mm-hmm. Here are a few more. We got smark. Smart. And, <laughs> and smart. Um, cat is a smart <laughs> because a smart is a fan that knows what goes on behind the scenes, but still enjoys watching the events. Yes. Then you got a house show.
2: Yes, house show um, is very much a show where it's it is taped, but it's not aired. And house show they very much get to have free range. I've actually gone to a house show before and really enjoyed it. And I hope to eventually take Anthony to see the difference between a live show and a house show.
1: Now, do they put house shows on the network?
2: some of them it has to be um special events like there was a like the events in tokyo for two years in a row was put on the network like last year i literally had to stay up till three o'clock in the morning to watch the tokyo event because it was the first time in a long time that they had brock lesnar working a house show and it was his first time returning to um to to tokyo in the tokyo dome and so it was called the beast of the, the beast in the east. Nice. So we got
1: promotion which is I yeah this one confuses me a bit because the definition here says promotion is a wrestling ne- league also known as a federation or fed.
2: Yes, it's a different company.
1: So like WCW, WWE, CZW,
2: um, yep. um NYWC, um Rockstar Pro. I could go on and on about indie companies. <laughs> Now, um, <laughs>
1: Anthony has brought up on the call before um, something called NXT. Yes. What's that? N- X-
2: NXT was WWE's developmental that Triple H created. They always had uh, developmental. It was OVW... It was FCW, and from FCW, there was a buzz that started because FCW was only done in a warehouse and only shown somewhat uh, only on TV in Florida. Well, there was a buzz that was created by Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose that even got Triple H paying attention, and these two are big components of the main roster right now, so he created NXT. Now, he's also created the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida, where... It is literally the wrestling mecca. WWE, While I say it was developmental is because of fans, because Triple H does an entire different outlook with NXT. It went from being a developmental to it is now the third brand to WWE. One of the biggest problems that Vince has had a lot lately in the past year and a half since the, well, almost two years, February, the end of February will be two years, since the debut of NXT on the network is now they're actually starting to do it on the four major pay-per-views like the one coming up this weekend, Royal Rumble, is now they're having Triple H do NXT's pay-per-views. A- nxc's big moments their takeover specials before the night before these big four pay-per-views like royal rumble wrestlemania SummerSlam, survivor series many of the main roster wrestlers get kind of upset because nxc blows them out of the fucking water Because Triple H gives them free reign. You want to see amazing wrestling and amazing storylines and performances. Your best bet, especially if you're a non-wrestling fan and you want to get into it, my best bet is NXT. Watch NXT, then watch the main roster. You will see two different, complete different products.
1: Do you have any any other tips for people who want to get into wrestling for the first time?
2: I would suggest watching NXT. I would also suggest looking up indie companies and watching some of their stuff, like Evolve. Um, Evolve is one of the good ones. Uh, Ring of Honor. New Japan All Pro. If you want to stay up in the middle of the night and watch uh, Japan, it is awesome. We have a lot of um, big stars from there to have come to the WWE now. Impact is okay. It is now getting better now with the new company. I can only hope that it gets better. I haven't really watched much of it and I need to catch up. WWE again is the Mecca. But I, like I said, I suggest looking up indie companies. CZW, I will warn you now, you better have a fucking massive stomach because death matches are no fucking joke.
1: <laughs> What's a death match?
2: <laughs> oh, God. No. <laughs> Blood, violence, glass, barbed wire. Jeez, what haven't they used in death matches? Death matches are brutal. <laughs> I remember when those
0: were hardcore matches and they only used Kendo sticks.
2: Oh, yeah. Death matches are like no joke. Ken- they still use Kendo sticks now. Now they have extreme rules matches.
0: You mean <laughs> Shania's, Michael? No, I'm going off. Of, I'm going off of the wrestling American term. rendition of it. They call they, them Kendo
1: sticks.
2: Kendo they sticks. They really
1: do. Okay, I'm never watching wrestling now.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: yes <Like> yes
2: <laughs> yes they're shenai's but they call them kendo sticks i'm, I'm
0: using blame the, the vince. terminology which is a kendo blame
2: stick. vince for his ter- weird terminology okay oh he's got Even- the kendo stick he's got the kendo stick <laughs>
0: oh and he, they don't play around because you can hear those things connect too you well, can
2: they- that's why i i always laugh like uh brian we we're having the conversation of uh fake here's a thing that i always post because i again i get in this fight with anthony's grandmother all the time and his Uncle Teddy of why do you watch it it's fake your movies are fake but do I do you see me judging you the Hobbit's fake do you see me sitting there going well why do you like the Hobbit why do you like Lord of the Rings why do you like this it is fake it is not real. Neither are a lot of books, unless they're told by a st- of a true event. That's and even life. even
1: then, they're probably not <laughs> completely true. <laughs>
2: exactly. That is life. But to call it fake, like, I'm sorry, the welts on somebody's back, that from a freaking weapon, like a kendo stick or whatever it's called, truly called, is brutal. <laughs> it's like you know you see those belts and you're just like god damn
1: well there's there's a reason why a lot of pro wrestlers also work as stuntmen
2: there's one that actually was a stuntman for the longest time
1: yeah do, do can you name him
2: i can't name him but i can name her
1: oh who is um, it
2: her name is uh becky lynch she used to work as a stuntman she's an irish uh she's the Irish last kicker she's awesome
0: Oh yeah, she's a mink. She was a she was a stunt uh a stuntman.
2: She was a stuntman and she went to Clown College.
0: Holy crap, she just got cooler. <laughs> now, she's the steampunk
2: wrestler.
1: <laughs> for our listeners who are going to PC us and correct us. I'm sure there's some term like stunt person or something we're supposed to use but we don't know it so we're just saying stuntman. Just,
0: to, okay. just. You know, to, know what? I'm. You know, you, know, you know, who's. You know who doesn't care about whether they're called a stunt man, stunt person, or stunt woman. Becky Lynch. The people getting hit <laughs> by the <fucking> cars. <laughs> <for money. laughs> right. Um. Oh, dude! If you, I'm gonna pay you twenty. I'm gonna pay you ten grand to get hit by that car. Okay. And we're gonna call you stunt woman. Fine. <laughs> That's fine. I don't care. I got ten grand. Anthony's got a couple things in the outline that I I'm supposed to bring up.
1: So you have indicated before that you've read you've read a ton of bio, bios and stuff of wrestlers and books. Yes. Are there any books that you just recommend that are just really good about the whole wrestling culture?
2: One that is really good is there's many that are really good um, about the whole wrestling culture Oh, uh, geez. I can't remember off the top of my head at this moment, but there's many that, you know, give you an insight on wrestling and, you know, coming from wrestling families. And that would probably be Bret, Hart, Bret Hart's book, Eddie Guerrero, God Rest His Soul's book, talking about his family and how he grew up throughout wrestling, Dust and Rhodes, aka Gold Dust, and what it was like. You know, having to live in the shadow of the American dream, Dusty Rhodes.
0: That's right. Yeah, Goldust's dad is Dusty Rhodes, who, oh, God, you! I loved him so much.
2: Dusty, Dusty was Rhodes. amazing.
0: He, he really was. And he never, he never, even though he wasn't really wrestling, or he never gave up on it. He never really left. He was there for so many of the young guys na- and girls he- now.
2: He was part of NXT, and there's a reason why, um, he always he called it his kids. And, um, many of you know, NXT was his and Triple H's baby, and now it's yeah. Triple H and William Regal's because William Regal has stepped up on that. It was his kid, you know, it was his kids. He taught these kids, you know, many of these kids. He is one person that took some people that were so shy to talk. And just let them shine and showed Vince, give them a microphone, they'll captivate you. One person that definitely, who had a former character that just did not fit for him would be Bray Wyatt. He was the, he was originally the army tank with the Ferrari engine, Husky Harris, because... Oh, yeah. You know, and now you look at him as Bray Wyatt and it's like, Husky Harris who? Because yeah. the minute Dusty and Triple H went, give this kid a mic, you know, he is a third generation superstar at, as well as his brother. And I'm hoping that hopefully this year their father goes into the Hall of Fame because he was a pretty good wrestler. You know, he wasn't that his their father wasn't known for his mic skills. He was definitely a known character in the 90s as Irwin R. Scheister.
0: Oh, wow. But that their, was their that, dad?
2: That was their dad. That's Bray Wyatt's dad. Nice. IRS is his dad, and their grandfather is um, Blackjack Mulligan.
0: Holy shit! That's pedigree.
2: Yeah, their their uncle is Bray Wyatt. Their grandfather is Blackjack Mulligan. So it's like you know you have, and it's him and Bo Dallas, and you can tell the difference between him and Bo, and it's like you, you know. And he's been asked many times in interview. Bray Wyatt has been asked him many times in interviews, as has Bo Dallas. Do you ever see you working with your brother like you guys did in developmental a couple of times? And they're like, maybe against each other. But as a tag team, probably not. Because we are two complete different opposite characters and two completely different opposite people.
0: Maybe a big conflict.
2: Bo's not that great on the mic compared to Bray. I mean, Bray got an entire arena to sit there and sing the whole, you know, he's got the whole world in his hand. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The fireflies...
0: Oh, my he, gosh. Yeah, he
2: is great. Um, yeah. Another great talker that stands alone is definitely Dean Ambrose. And one thing I wanted to bring up is, again, we're talking about the whole thing of fake. And I mentioned a quote by Seth Rollins. So I finally found the quote and I'm going to read it to you guys. And this is what he said to people that say wrestling is fake. Fake is like the worst word you could possibly use to describe anything, you know? What are you talking about? What is fake? It's a television show and a live performance. Nothing's fake about it. We're not telling you we're out there fighting each other. We're going out there to entertain you. I consider myself an athlete. I train like an athlete. I eat like an athlete. I recover and get sore just like any athlete. We're not lying to anybody. People just don't understand the art form of what we do. It's a mental and physical grind. You can't be a dolt in hit in this industry. On the opposite end of that, you can be the smartest guy in the world and not understand it to have a presence on stage. Being a character, ex- executing a live performance, understanding what it is to connect with the crowd, and gl- and lights and lits a special specific response at a specific time using moves and body language and emotions. What we do is very complex and it's underappreciated very much so.
0: Nicely said. Nicely put. Very nicely put. And second, when you were mentioning wrestling families, didn't I know uh, Ray Mysterio? He came from a wrestling family at, at least.
2: Yes, from Mexico. His,
0: yeah, he was. He is his uh, his father. He's actually Ray Mysterio Jr. Uh, yes. in in the uh, uh, mass wrestling organizations. And wasn't uh, Mike? I have a question here. You for mean last you one. mean luchadors? Yes, luchador. I, think yes. I can remember it. I <laughs> can not remember the, the Luchadores. name. Luchadores. Luchadores. Um, that's another I, I have, good
2: company to look if you want to have a good laugh is, which is underground
0: <laughs> that's actually something i've been interested in uh, checking out but i have a question for wrestling guys isn't the rock actually from a wrestling family
2: he's from one of the biggest samoan dynasties let me put it to you this way as i explain this to my husband there is only one person out of that is samoan that i know of right now and i'm not entirely 100 percent sure, if there's more, that is not a part of the Anoni wrestling family, and that is Samoa Joe. Somehow, many of the Samo...
1: One Samoan all. wrestler, not all <laughs> <One>. <laughs> not <one> Samoan, period. <laughs>
2: Just one Samoan wrestler. Every single other one from today to from, be- from the beginning are all tied together as a family. You have many that are from today and it's like, oh, well, I'm part of, you know, I'm related to the Usos or I'm related to Roman Reigns. I'm related to The Rock holy fuck that means you guys are like all related like the Samoans just like or I'm related to Jimmy Snuka you know god rest his soul very much so just now there was one thing that Anthony wanted me to bring up is a wrestler of now called Jack Gallagher the extraordinary gentleman Wait, um, is the one uh, with the oh, mustache? That's the, that's the yes. one that he
1: shared the video on. He's on the our one with the
2: mustache. Past. He told me to talk about him because he's hilarious. Um, if you don't watch, besides watching NXT, I suggest watching 205 Live, which is Cruiserweights. He is amazing, as is every single Cruiserweight. They sit there and will will and surprise you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, now, his whole thing is he's like an old-timey gentleman wrestler like supposed to be like gymnasium type wrestler from the 1800s type
0: of thing
2: him and yes very much so and there's another team that is like that called the vaude villains
0: vaudevillians Villains. the Villains. oh okay oh, oh I my god here's,
2: he, here's a Where little tidbit for you michael one of the members of the vaudevillains, aiden english yeah he's now part of one of wrestling's big families in mexico the Guerrero family. He is now married to Eddie Guerrero's oldest daughter.
0: You're kidding.
2: Nope. They got married well, last year.
0: Well, he's going to start getting in trouble. <laughs> so we're- No,
2: he actually gets to, like last year when they had 10 year anniversary, he was the one person for the NXT house show that they did on that day. They all turned to him and let him sit there and do the um tribute to Eddie.
0: Oh, that's really cool. Oh man, so I miss we're,
1: him. We're we're unfortunately out of time, so we got to do our little wrap up. Thank you so much for that cat. Oh my god, there was so much. Um I think we're going to have to do that again with Anthony here. Yeah, because we're have we did not part 2. Yes. Well, we didn't talk about video games. <laughs> so, that no. I, I didn't want to without him here. It felt wrong. I agree. Understandable. Thank you so much. We have learned a ton about wrestling but um, this is our little wrap up phase where we talk about some of the stuff we're planning on doing and that's coming up. Kat, do you have anything you're you're up to that's nerdy or just things you want to talk about? Things you want to bring up? Um, books you're um, reading? Anything like that?
2: I'm getting the brand new expansion of Sims 4 tomorrow and pretty much playing more wrestling and watching more wrestling and you know, enjoying time with Aiden and teaching him. My favorite thing is when I sit there and start playing again the TK17 video game, and Aiden just stops everything he's doing just to watch me and tries to steal the controller so that he can play.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is that is gorgeous. That is so cute. That. Oh man, that is amazing. <laughs> Michael, do you have anything coming up? Uh, I I gotta try and find make, make time because I have I I have two more friends that want to make uh, characters because we actually want to try and get some kind of, like, Pathfinder game going, uh, which we would love for you to be part of, Brian. No, you didn't invite
1: me to your character creation bonanza, so fuck you, Michael.
2: (laughs) Yeah, fuck you, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Where was my invite?
1: Uh, Yeah, fuck you, Michael. What the (laughs) (laughs)
0: fuck?
2: Oh, God, Anthony's back.
0: Oh, God. (laughs) Ah, first of all brian i apologize emphatically You just
2: scared the living shit out of me
0: (laughs) when when did you do it we did it on last monday at my friend justin's house i was free i'm sorry i didn't realize you were free but i i did want to actually also bring um talk to you about you know when we are getting closer and just trying to get things set up together is if you would want to help run it
1: are you doing any Pathfinder Society, or is it all home game stuff? Well,
0: that's the thing—is we're we all. I want to say, everybody get everybody to sit down and see if we want to do one-shot scenarios like out of the out of the Society uh, books, or if we want to try and run a long-term campaign. We haven't really decided. Well, I'm up for one-offs. One-offs are easier to do when it comes to yeah. like putting a group together and. And so on and so forth. Yeah, I'm leaning a little bit more towards that because the society scenarios are so much fun. I mean, and we could still be the same group, but then it wouldn't be on you to create all your NPCs and to get and to think up a long run storyline. So maybe we'll lean towards that. But I gotta try and get a couple more people to get characters created. I would definitely wouldn't mind getting with you to get to get stuff created. And I'm going to finish my book about Theodore Roosevelt and I'm going to start reading The Art of War by Sun Tzu. Oh, nice. oh it's very good. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, because I, I, I read The Book of the Five Rings by Miyamoto Musashi. I actually need to buy another copy. Mine got lost in the move. And I read Hagakore and you I should loved book find.
1: You should find um Oh, I don't know what they're called, but um, like a Cliff's Notes. Yeah. I don't know if there is a specific Cliff's Notes book, but you know what I mean? That kind of book, like a synopsis. Yeah. Um, something like that for Art of War really comes in handy. It lets you get a little bit more understanding out of
0: it. All right. I'll definitely Commentary. look up, please. Yeah. Because I've read, yeah, because I read the other, I read Hakakori and Book of Vibrings, Rings and now I want to read Art of War. So, but that's really what I'm going to be doing uh, here for the next week to two weeks. Nice. What about you, Brian?
1: Well... I got a few things. I had to bring up my calendar just to just to make sure I get them all. I'm not going to do these in order. I'm going to do them by most important. This Thursday is the supernatural premiere. Oh, it is. That's a big deal for me. Get to find out what happened. I, I won't spoil anything. It's just there was a big giant mid-season cliffhanger as usual. That's what I've heard. I I'm not up on this season, and I'm I'm a bad fan. This Wednesday is the premiere of the Magicians on Sci-Fi Channel, and I love that. Uh, show. I, yeah, that's a show I want to get into. I, okay, I'm going to tell, I'm going to say, I have to say this on the podcast because I have to say, I, The Magicians is the raunchiest, grossest show I've ever seen in my life.
0: Really?
2: You were telling me this. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm <laughs> going to give a little spoiler about it. Um, at the end of the season, the key to defeating the bad guy was Magic come. No. <laughs> and they show a girl drink a glass of it. Oh my, oh. Yeah. it's fun. Yeah. Those, those Canadian TV shows yeah wow right the other thing i'm doing is i am prepping for next monday's show where we're gonna have anna meyer on uh fantasy cartographer anna meyer i love her so much yeah and we finally get to talk to her on the show it'll be fantastic
0: i'm super serious excited um
2: i realized what i also have to add to what i'm doing this week i have to add that i'm watching the royal rumble this weekend
1: Oh, you absolutely do have to. Yeah, you cannot leave that out.
2: I am watching the Royal Rumble and I'm watching Takeover San Antonio, which is the NXT show on Saturday. And I'm watching Royal Rumble on Sunday.
0: And I'm probably
2: going to get Hindu Anthony to watch it with me.
0: You're probably you're going to try and get Hindu Anthony to watch it with you. I don't
2: think he'll he'll watch the He'll watch NXT Takeover. I don't know if he'll watch the the, um, Royal Rumble.
0: My
1: new goal in life is to get you calling him Hindu Anthony around the house.
0: (laughs) Just yo, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, I just call him asshole, so
0: <laughs> <laughs> that works too. you have um this
1: is normally where we ask our guests if they have contact information i know you have a twitter presence where you talk a lot about wrestling um do would you like to share that
2: you can add me on twitter at labanax love that's cannibal spelled backwards
1: (laughs) which is amazing Uh. (laughs) you know i never realized that labanax love cannibal spelled backwards so it's Labanac, which is cannibal cannibal spelled backwards with an s at the end love yes at at that
2: Yes, and you can also add me on Instagram from there. Same thing. Yes. Same username. I follow a lot of wrestlers and I talk to a lot of wrestlers, so
0: (laughs) Which is pretty neat that you actually that they actually talk and you can get to know them. And if any of you listeners would like to get a hold
1: of us, the best place to talk to us is the Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, but you can also reach us on Twitter at SuperBacin Brian at Nerdcaster Mike. And at Nerdcast Radio. And if you want to reach us by email, brian.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com. Mike.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com. Did I get that right? Yes. Mike.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com. And Anthony at... uh,
2: uh, Let me ask him.
1: (laughs) Please, we appreciate ratings on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Ratings are very helpful for us because it helps people find our podcast. It gets us on the charts. So um, we appreciate that much. This has been a fantastic show. This is the awkward part for me where I have to close out the show. Michael is so much better at it than me, but let me give it a shot. So we had a great show today where we talked about wrestling and we really found out that Anthony is not a liar, that his wife really is a super nerd when it comes to professional wrestling and she is a wealth of information.
0: She's the guru of the of the clout. She is the queen of the crashing ropes. She is the diva and the superstar of us all.
2: I was about to say, I hate the term diva, and we're now women. Yep, we are now I know. superstars.
0: That's why I added they to- <laughs> killed, the diva, killed the
2: diva. They killed diva, thank God.
0: <laughs> yeah, but girl, you are a diva. Mm, cat. Yes, you are,
1: Kat. I am Super Vegan Brian, and along with my host, Special Mikey. Hey, hey, have a good one. And our very special guest,
2: Wrestling Nerd Kat. Better than Hindu, Anthony. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he's probably and the best. This, this has been Nerd Podcast Radio. Stay informed. Stay nerdy. And you know, what what is it supposed to be? It's stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. So this has been Nerd Podcast Radio. Shut the fuck up, Michael. <laughs> See you all next week. Yeah, next week. Bye, guys. You, bye, Bye.
0: We're the we to our show. the Podcast podcast radio.